0: Sort
1: of, yeah, Yeah, uh, I think I expected higher scores. I think I think watching this one unfold on the timeline, I thought I think a lot of people had a lot of really great things to say about this show while it was going on. So I'm actually pretty surprised to come out here and see as many sixes and, and see people dipping into the five zone. Um, I thought this had uh, my dynamite match of the year on it so far which goes a long way with me. Yeah, uh, sure. I was very happy with the way the main event went. I can see, listen, I, I can see dropping a whole mark off because you didn't get outrunners. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I um, think maybe the
0: hater bunny ending, i as it was maybe cut off some points. Uh, but to me, Zooms, I, I definitely lean closer to you. Uh, lean mean six and a half for me here. Six and um, a half
1: is what I was going to say as well. I was like, it, 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 there's enough, there's enough for it for me to, like, it wasn't a seven. But uh, very strong show to me for sure. Sorry to cut you off.
0: No, not at all. It was me who asked for your score and then jumped in to give my own. A nasty beast of broadcasting, if there ever was any. Uh, but I did uh, wholeheartedly agree with you there. But maybe what do you think? Maybe a five seven five? No, nah, probably about a six from the people, right?
1: Yeah, I would probably put the average there in there as a six. Uh, I would say as many people went seven and uh, high six as they did uh, below six. I think so. I think a flat six is probably our average for sure.
0: Zubes, will you be addressing the dirt sheet rumors that your Dynamite match of the year was the five second match between Daddy Magic and Ricky Starks?
1: <laughs> I count, I've been allowed to count all three of those matches as one. My match of the year is this, because uh, the match is technically the Garcia gauntlet, correct? That's right. So, um, <laughs> I'll wait and see. Yeah, TBD, yeah. if that's the answer I'm going to pick. But uh, I'll keep you going to sell something in the back half of the show.
0: The horrible music of Dynamite plays us in, but is quickly interrupted by the tunes of our world champion Maxwell Jacob Friedman. These were treated to MJF Wrestling on TV, something that hasn't happened since he battled with Ricky Starks that Winter is Coming. I always get excited for MJF Wrestling on TV and feel like they've done a good to great job of making this feel like an event, while also balancing having a world champion that doesn't have a wrestling balance, uh, or like a wrestling presence on TV. I think they've done a good job, but I was very excited to see this one go down, especially considering his opponent, the wonderful Cinnabon Don, Kenosuke Takeshita here, to take on MJF after their two-week sort of mini-build on the road to Brian Danielson at Revolution. Woo! Uh I really liked this, man. Uh, I thought it took a minute to get going. I thought there was, uh, against the ropes, like there was some, like, feeling one another out. But once these two fell into their thing, and supported by the reliably tremendous uh, San Antonio crowd tonight, this fell into a groove that I really, really liked and thought these two had uh, an innate chemistry that made me think I want to see them lock up over the years. Where were you on the, uh, this? Zoo? It was both MJF wrestling on television against the Takeshita, who we see on television all the time, and then about the match itself.
1: Big, A big presence that I like. Um, this main thing between MJF and Danielson gets a lot of time on this show. If you really think about, like, the between the two of them having singles matches and then the things that happened before and after and in between – uh, with everybody involved, all the different scenes, like that, it, it's a lot of this show is um, basically sort of based on your temperature, I think, for the MJF Danielson feud. And if not, doing everything it can to get you a little raised in temperature. And I thought this was a really great way to start that off. Um, it's important, and, and it's something that MJF has sort of always been able to have is like, he gets the wins over to cashdown stuff right like he he's a he's a heel and he's conniving and he he cheats to win in the big moments but like he also beats all these guys uh when he fights them right he doesn't he doesn't fight that much but he beat ricky starks he beat uh you know he he beat to tonight he sort of gets put in these challenges and doesn't weasel the way out of them he faces them when it comes time i think that is really important for his title reign and sort of the way that these feuds go Um, So, yeah, tons to like, I mean, tons to like Dikeshda in the ring every time you're like, every time you see it, this is crazy. There's some, the thing out of the corner where it's like he goes for the um, lariat or like a Spanish fly out of the corner and, and MJF does a flip and lands on his feet. Uh, Spanish fly where uh, we get MJF landing like a cat. Yeah. And there was another one. He hits, I can't remember the name of the first move, but he hits that move and then transitions it immediately into a German suplex uh, to catch does. It's like, oh my goodness. Just otherworldly. You know, when you see it, it's like this innate physical presence that he's able to bring to everything. Uh, It makes you so excited.
0: Taz absolutely on fire during that German suplex spot too, in a way that I really liked. Uh, you know me, It was one of my favorite things to see in a match in wrestling is like subversion on a spot that we're very used to. And there's a really cool one in this match where uh, Takeshi whips MJF into the corner and MJF goes to do like the Ric Flair ring exit that he always does. But as he goes up, uh, and he's uh, positing to go out of the ring. Takeshi just runs up and kicks him in the head, which makes him drop to the ground in the corner crumpling, then starts beating him there. More stuff like this, man. It's like, I know what you're doing, MJF. I've seen you. Like, I've actually scouted you. Uh, you're going to go. When I throw you over there, you're going to try and escape via going outside of the ring because you're a little scallywag. Uh, and as you try to do that, I'm just going to kick you upside the head and keep you in here. Uh, makes Takeshi look smart and taking his world title opportunity very seriously. Um, there's a rolling elbow from MJF in the middle of this that Takeshita wobble sells into the ropes that comes back with a uh, a lariat of his own, just like making them both look so powerful. It, it, I felt sort of felt like that what they're trying to get across in this match is that MJF is a lot of things. He is the like slimy car salesman, narcissist, madman. But if you force him into these exchanges, he's actually an insanely competent wrestler. Like this is what the babyface turn will eventually lean on. Are these moments where he is butter smooth rolling into transitions, or like you pointed out, landing on his feet outside of the Spanish fly? Everything about it was just a blast. And going toe to toe with Takeshta means something. Cause, like you say, he he eats losses, but he is a huge physical guy and is presented as a challenge to meaningful people on this show. Like he pushes world champions to their limit and did so with MJF here. I want to ask sort of a hard comparison question for you. Yep for that, Zeus. That, that, I
1: would love to compare things in a difficult way. <laughs> I knew you would.
0: Holy. That's why I brought it to the Man up. Of That's
1: are... what's up.
0: Um, I think you and I were both big fans of Kenny Omega's title reign for its TV defenses. I think the Ray Phoenix one stands out. He had a couple highlight uh, TV title defenses during there. I'm not asking you to remember those exact matches, but do you get the, do you feel like the Ricky Starks match and Takeshta matches in quality are roughly as good as the Kenny Omega defenses were?
1: Ooh, it's tough. It's tough because he hasn't had, um, he doesn't have the like pillar things to sort of build around it. He, he sort of, it's been titled, it's been TV title defenses and like without, you know, maybe after the, maybe after the Danielson, we'll see how this pl- like finishes and how that goes yeah. and how it comes out of. And then I'll maybe be able to sort of say it a little more confidently uh, in terms of like, you know, bar for bar, how have the TV defenses stacked up? Yeah. I think they've been right there, man. They've been, they've all meant they've all meant something. They've all, even if it was just a little bit, they all meant something. There was very little, like you would have uh, some of the other champions that the, whatever tonight was with the title gauntlet, the championship gauntlet, or pardon me, the championship, uh, there's a word that they use for it. Anyway, like, winning the match gets you the title shot um every both of the ones he's done have they've given it two weeks to like explain how the guy gets in the situation he picks a problem with him here and agitates him enough to get into a match and uh ricky starks earns it through the battle royal and sort of he has to do it. Elimin- eliminator thank you so much yeah. um you know it hasn't team just thrown together and i think sort of the the what you mentioned about like it it always being something when MJF wrestles like a, it feels like an event. It feels a little bigger. I think they've established that, which is, I think as important as individual match, like star for star bar for bar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think this is alongside just match quality as good as Kenny's, And then also married with what you said, I I think the builds are better and they're more meaningful matches. Now, Kenny was doing more of them for sure, but he wasn't feuding with these guys as much outside of Christian, of course. Right. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just have a really high opinion of the pacing and like conceptually what a champion in this role would look like. I actually think AW is doing a real, and MJF himself doing a really, really good job of, he's not invisible. He has a presence and when he does, it feels special. I, I think that's impressive. Uh, we do lead to Takeshita tapping here, which I didn't think, I thought we were going to get, uh, him, the ref bump going his way and, or, or against him rather he hooks mjf for some sort of pan doesn't get it that mjf cheats it wasn't that uh mjf gets his win here uh, tapping out to taketa off of a ref bump but still there's no uh big Takeshta moment mjf does continue attacking in post match which leads to brian danielson having to come out which sort of extends the Takeshta mjf thing to go further but were you surprised that Takeshta taps out zooms like that that does feel a little bit like the the end of that feud for now then you know
1: Definitely. Uh, I wasn't surprised that he tapped. No, because that's so much of the Danielson thing is around the arm. I think it's important and useful to have him win uh, against a challenging opponent one way or the other with the uh, with the submission. I think it makes I think it made a lot of sense and sort of like quietly is, uh, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to catch really to me at all for him to have tapped out here.
0: The, yeah, no, I don't I don't think he's hurt by it necessarily. I'm curious to know what the choice was. Or, or why specifically that? Like, I can't think of the last person MJF tapped out. Um, but regardless, Takeshi is not the guy who wins right now. And eventually the arc will be, he goes and gets these wins back. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's matured, and he can beat these guys that he's lost to before. But I, I was surprised at how uh, this match ended. Or maybe not surprised, but uh, it wasn't the finish I predicted at a minimum. Um, like I said, he's attacking him. Brian comes out uh, to chase off MJF. He's wearing a BCC shirt. As he comes out to save Takeshita. I want everybody to remember this later <laughs> on in the show. When this will be, at best, cruel irony. <laughs> at Worst, uh, bad follow-through on uh, behalf of All Elite Wrestling. But I thought there was a hell of a way to open up the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, the timing and, and order and structure of this show is a really interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah agree. As well.
1: There's a lot of interesting choices sort of made throughout here.
0: Before we move on, Zoobs, I did just want to get a temperature check both from you and the chat. Uh, after this segment, uh, you know what, actually, maybe this is better to do later on in the show. I will, we'll leave it till till then because we still have okay. Brian versus Roosh where I can talk about this even further. And frankly, I'm more interested in talking about Brian then than now because holy moly. We move on to the one true king of television, Zoobs. I think we're around here we're always happy to hear from Samoa Joe. All is right in the world once more, he says as he has both the TNT title and the ROH TV title around his strat. And he spends a lot of this promo, putting over Darby Allen as not only a a worthy opponent, but a brave one. A lot of people cower when they come to face the one true king of television. Darby Allen fought fire with fire, and for that, he has Samoa Joe's respect. But you know who does not have his respect? is Wardlow. Wardlow, I've taken your team, I've taken your titles. What more do you want me to take, Wardlow? I'm the kind of guy who's willing to take everything you have. Uh, You know, nobody better than Samoa Joe in this sort of role, uh, making an impactful two minutes or however long this was. Uh, I thought it was nice to still, Darby really did give a lot to Samoa Joe over these last couple of weeks or months, I suppose. I thought it was nice to still give him that little bit of breath at the end. Very vet, very pro. Um, But before we continue this discussion, Zoobs, I'd like to get to the first keep it or kick it of the evening, and then we'll launch the discussion from there. Does that
1: work for you? early maybe one of the earliest keeper tickets i can remember
0: i think i've done it in the first segment before as sort of a whoa but i don't think i've ever done it in the second segment the promo segment that follows the opening match on dynamite before i believe there's a
1: keeper ticket debut in sure, this while like a little it. exciting Zub. it feels like it i'm i'm hairs in the back of my neck
0: what if i told you it's going to be even more exciting than i have uh, i think Zoom's a favorite of yours around here a one word prompt to open us up tonight oh yes very nice So Maddie, get your hand ready on the music finger, because by the time I'm done explaining keep it or kick it's rules, there's barely a prompt to explain keep it or kick it. Of course, I'm about to tell you a prompt that I pulled from my wrestling brain, and you, the brainiacs in the chat, and then you, these oobs, must tell me if you'd like to keep that item, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or you kick that item, which means you hate it, despise it, never want to see it again. Head on over to the emotes bar. There are keeps and kicks there. If one of the mods wouldn't mind, thank you, Danny Derosia, putting those in. Head on over to the emotes bar. Get your finger on the trigger for this keep it or kick it. Keep it or kick it. Wardlow. Keep it or kick it Maybe one more time, Maddie.
1: That's okay. Keep it. Okay, okay. There we, go. There we go.
2: Keep it. Okay, okay.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. Jump um, on in take... there,
0: Zoobs. You want to see
1: what the people had to say on this one? Take a temperature check. It starts out split here. Cadenza and I may have both kick, and then scoots Roto and Maddie Mac keep, and then they go one for one. No clue what this is in Irish Mac. Then it's dirty work, keeps, but then oh, one, two, three, four, five, six straight kicks from, am I doing it right? Stop sign, E-Prime, Corvax, 1266, 519, Tobias, and Hyatt's MRL. Sam Fels barely keeps it, and as well with kicks it. Two keeps from Fast, Dave, 17, and pace foul and then a whole bunch of kicks. Uh, six more, five more in a row. Nibblitz 05, Rick Mittens, Quaggundren and Juice, Torque Penderloin, Danny DeRocha, all kicking it. Trillian McGinnis gets one back to the keep side, but then it's Deemer, 316, McVander-Huging, Giesbrecht it, kicking it. That is, turns into a lot of kicks there. It started off a little split, started yeah. of even, and then we got a big glut of kicks. Got an extra, I would say, 10, 15 kicks there in the middle.
0: I was going to say 70-30 kick. Does that feel maybe right to you, Zoobs?
1: It does feel right to me.
0: And where would you, the Zoobs, be on this one? Are you a boot and ward load of the curb, or are you you embracing the, the big man?
1: It's hard. You know, you were operating in these shades of black and white, right? I, have a, I don't have a soft... It would be wrong of me to give you a soft, you know, oh, sort of keep. You know what I mean? Of course, uh, you would I,
0: never. You you understand the binariness of keep and kick.
1: Frankly, I think I would kick. Let's 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 be bold. We got lots of it. It's, they're not at a dearth of like big fellas like they used to be. Yeah, they, they got better guys than Wardlow in, in Wardlow's size and, and skill bracket. I have a theory, dudes. Let's hear it.
0: I think people don't want to admit it, but Brian Cage kind of showed out the last month, and then when Wardlow came back, they were like.
2: Hmm. We have Wardlow hmm. at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that, Maddie. A little bit like that, I would say. Uh, what What do you think, Zoobs? Any Anything to that?
1: You know, maybe you're not wrong. Maybe you're not wrong. Maybe you're not wrong.
0: I get more Brian Cage than ever on there.
1: It's true. You're in your You're in your dream show right now. Everything but I have a theory. I'm
0: with Stop Sign in the Brian Cage Appreciation Society. Right there with you.
2: Um, bit, bit of a theory. Wardlow. Sorry, Maddie. I do have a theory on it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, on a show like today, where there are so many "quote unquote" homegrown talents, mm. you have a vision of what could have been, and then you remember how much you don't like Wardlow compared to how much you, you do. Relative like. to the acclaimed, the relative guns, to all, the, of yeah. the, exactly, exactly. Even, even like uh, even Jamie Hader to a certain extent. Yeah, right? certainly. And JF. MJF, uh, you know, just, and also Wardlow sucks. Okay. That's a, I think it would
0: be three kicks from us all here on wrestling brain. I, I don't exactly know where his home on dynamite is right now. Um, I, I wouldn't, if I, if I were asked to, you know, what would you do with Wardlow? I think I'm actually kind of would have a hard time to come up an answer besides like put him over, like let somebody big and beefy go over him in service of them be it powerhouse Hobbs or cage or, or whatever. And that doesn't mean Wardlow no forever. Uh, but but a kick from me right now. Regardless, yeah. it looks like we are going to get to him and Samoa Joe. It actually makes sense to me that they're going to split those titles and put the TNT back on Wardlow. Is that, is that what you see happening here, Zoo? Is, is Joe goes to ROH, which starts in two weeks to anchor that with ROH TV title, and the TBS is back on Wardlow. Or are we going to run with the uh, Samoa Joe?
1: No, I think I think we probably switch it back. I think that was something – like, I feel like they were. They thought they were doing an ROH thing <laughs> last time they did this, and they were like, no, "Yeah, let's come back to it, and do it again." Um, I expect that to be the to be the case, and uh, to be for to be for the best. Like, like you said, um, there's a pretty good chance that Wardlow's best use here is to is to put over another guy in that weight class that you're deciding to build around instead. Um, and that can be that can be good. I can, that can can help him grow and and force him to be different. And we'll see. You know, we'll see where it goes for him. But I think him having the titled back on aew it makes sense that that's going to be the the best use qui-gon gin and juice saying why give them tv
0: time when you could give it to hobbs yeah i hear that danny derosha saying hobbs greater than cage and ward though yeah maybe yeah it looks like the chat very behind hobbs here i, I don't know that i'm loving the book of hobbs uh gimmick as much as the chat maybe but uh I, I still see a lot in hobbs but currently uh i would have cage above those guys i think yeah we'll see the bunny is out. She's accompanied by Butcher, Blade, Penelope Ford, and Kip Sabian. I missed something. <laughs> I wrote this down. What, what, what Kip Sabian's with the Butcher and the Blade now? <laughs> or is this a Penelope bunny and then Kips with Penelope? I did, I don't know what Kip Sabian was doing
1: here. He should have to be Bip Babian if he's gonna be with Butcher, Blade, and Bunny. Am I wrong?
0: Yep. <laughs> We, how is this guy not a stand-up stage I'm anymore? You know, there used to be a big
1: stand-up over there
0: in Toronto. They, they used to love this guy. And, and, now, and now you just get gems like that
2: here. For free.
1: Am, wrong? Am I wrong? I You're not wrong With at all. Your blade, Bunny.
2: Yeah. Holy, and this guy comes in. A, be... a
0: bit, but baby. And, I, and you, baby? he might even get more over, man. This is like a Matt's Marina Shafir song situation. And, and teasing the man, he might have solved the issue, you know. <laughs> Couldn't hurt, at least, I think, is maybe the best way of saying that. Um... Regardless, uh, they're all out here. Gang's all here to support the bunny. Uh, she's here in an Eliminator title match. Uh, one of the, you know, how I feel about these. I think they're very silly. Uh, against Jamie Hayter. And uh, boy, I, I thought that this, I think we both actually might have said last week, zoobs that this had some promise. Like we thought that this had a, a clear chance to not over deliver because it's always hard to say what that even means about, like everyone's expectations are so different. But we don't think of the bunny in that, Upper echelon of the AEW women's division work rate, and yet it felt like maybe chemistry wise, and the the bunny's willingness to get sort of hardcore might work well with Jamie's slugging style. I think I rewatched the ending of this during the commercial break. I'm just going to tell you what I think happened, and then the the brainiacs and you can respond to the match. Is that maybe best way? Um, to, to what I could see, and I'll, I just rewatched the end of the match. Is in transition, she twists something that like pops a rib out. Something in her this area is really hurting her. And then when they're in the corner in Picture in Picture, they have a conversation. They come at a commercial break. There's the one shot, then up. She clearly doesn't want to twist on the bump that finishes the match. And then Jamie wins one, two, three. And commentary has to sort of thump her for a little bit to do an ad lib segment. I, it just sucks because I really felt like this I had had promise and chance to. Um, you know, you feel bad for the bunny in a situation like this, where it's like you're only going to get so many opportunities with the champ on dynamite and a better, and you know, in a right after the opening segment, yeah. crappy situation.
1: Yeah, you feel bad. It's uh that's ball, unfortunately. That um, is ball. <laughs> that's it's combat sports, folks. Um, you know, not it's not ballet in there. People get hurt. Uh, it is very too bad, though. You feel, you do feel bad. To your point, um, yeah, I think I think the the. Thought we had that it was that it could over deliver, um, sort of comes from like you know an assumed hater victory, basically all the way. Basically, it, like we take a huge sell job to get you into the idea that hater wasn't winning, uh, confidently. Yeah, and uh, we just sort of you believe in the bunny's ability to get you pretty close to that. Um, unfortunate. I th- I obviously think you're right with the spotting it's Something obviously amiss and goes wrong. It has to get cleaned up here. So hard to judge it in the full merit.
0: That's exactly right. And I, I I know that it doesn't always make sense to do this, but should Jamie Hayter still be champion when Bunny is recovered? I'd like her to get another shot at this. And, you know, I know it's kind of tough. Eliminator title match and you didn't win it. Now you're going to get another shot at the champ. But just personally, I would like to see this match uh, get a little more room to breathe and go somewhere because I thought I had potential. Uh, but it seems like I would be, you know, the, the worst host of this program in human history, if not to ask you really about the lead story of this segment. Uh the butcher has joined your team yeah uh the the butcher of butchering the blade has buzzed his head his uh how would you describe what he oh, had before amazing. Maddie? you is, is skulllet fair what he was sort of rocking before
2: yeah he, he was um <clears throat> he was rocking uh a, a very receding hairline uh but still rocking the the long hair yeah, man after long. my own heart
0: Zoops, he's gotten rid of that. Is the the leader, founder, and captain of the
1: play bald movement? Can we can we get some uh, some of your thoughts, please? Great to have him. I mean, obviously, I mean, listen. He was bald before. You said it. You said it before. He was bald before, right? He's always <laughs> always sort of like again. If I grew my hair out, I would not be bald. That's <laughs> you understand that, right? Well,
0: I, I understand it as you've explained it to me. Yeah. So I don't like, think I understood that before knowing you. I just understand you are the yeah. expert in the space.
1: Like I. It, it's great to see, obviously. He looks awesome. Um, We sort of had him around the office anyway. You know what I mean? Long, like... <laughs> He's just finally
0: sitting down for lunch is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, he wasn't like, hey, where's the bathroom? If you <laughs> um, you know, no, he looks awesome. Uh, He looks awesome. I think he looks like he looks badass. The the How much bigger does the mustache look? Right? The mustache looks enormous because he doesn't have uh. – you're not looking at the hair at all. You're just like, damn. Uh, I thought he looked great. I thought he looked great.
0: Butcher's in the Mark Henry camp of wrestler for me, which is to say I have no evidence to back it up but this is just one of my favorite wrestlers Yeah, no great see matches, there's each. no great promos, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you, a, alongside Mark Henry who also has no good matches uh, you, you can list the Butcher uh, of whom says just one of my favorite wrestlers and I have no idea why, he just looks fucking awesome Doing that yeah. sometimes, he rules man
1: Yeah, being extremely cool helps
0: Danny DeRoche thing saying, should have asked for the Costanza. Zoobs, any thoughts of uh, what the butch might have looked like with the, yeah, that kind of thing? Just
1: shorten, that, just shorten them up. Yeah, yeah, that could have been cool. That honestly would be so <laughs> cool. <laughs> Zoobs is in,
2: Danny. All right. Uh,
1: McBander,
0: he's like, same. He's a Jim the Anvil kind of guy for me. Yeah, just like your roughhouse friend you'll never look at jim the anvil again the same after reading bret hart's book it just rules like jim the anvil is a bull <laughs> you're not you're, you at best you're trying to steer that cannonball but it has left the cannon you know uh he lots of respect to jim the anvil a good friend it sounds like if you were in trouble jim the Anvil's like that guy a perceived threat against you let's just go kick his ass or at least go shove him around and then he'll be scared of me it's like wow i would love to rock with jim the anvil Brett Hartner's yeah. book talks about, he's like, I would go have full nights out, cheat on my wife, then have to go at, like, 3 a.m. and try to figure out where Anvil was. And he'd always find him, and Anvil was still going, like, so hard after Brett had had this full night. <laughs> he'd <laughs> find Anvil, like, it, forcing some bar to stay open.
2: <laughs> the Anvil.
1: Sorry. Great, dude, it's a a, great, a great comparison. A great comparison for uh, Butch.
0: Real highlight of the program here for me personally, Zoobs,
1: as uh, we go
0: to MJF's locker room. Takeshita, you're real good, but you are no match for me. I don't know if you all hate me because I'm twisted or you all, or I'm twisted because you all hate me. MJF then breaks into a a story, which I don't know if I should retell it uh, or, or surmise it. Uh, But effectively, he talks about having a a very attractive girlfriend at one point in time, uh, uh, taking her for a car ride in his Corvette. Uh, While she was giving him a blowjob while he was driving, he crashed his car into a telephone pole. Her, Liv, goes flying forward. Her head goes crashing into the windshield. He puts his finger under her nose. She's breathing. She's okay. And you want to know what kind of guy I am, Brian Danielson? All I did was pull her out and put her in the driver's seat and as I went to the passenger seat so I could blame it on her. Whoa, Zooms! Uh, th- this is the stuff to me, man. I love line-crossing MJF. Th- I- this also had, like, Norm MacDonald joke tenant, almost, where it's, like, such a reveal at the end that uh, you love in life. I-, I-, I really, really had an easy time getting behind this. And thank you, Corbacks 1266 for the subscription, saying they say Liv's car insurance is still high to this day. They I say apologize.
1: Liv's car insurance is still high to this day. They do. Uh, I gotta tell you, not for me. Just here's here's my honest, and here's my honest thing. Yep. My honest reaction is just like meh. Like I like not like oh, I shouldn't have said that. I was just like just didn't think it was that good because it feels like one
0: note for what mjf's doing or what, what what was it relative to some mjf promos that you don't
1: think you were able to get as into Just didn't work like it was just like i don't know just like a long boring obviously fake story that like i sort of brian danielson did but you thought that was a fake story <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and and for all the like i i totally see all the things you're saying and can totally understand again that way just like watching it live i was just sort of like meh hope this is over soon you not were going. not
0: alone. It was a little divisive in my Discord, yeah. I think.
1: Uh, and, and again, not in like a, not in like a, Oh, I'm so offended, and like you shouldn't be saying these things. Like totally down for guys doing these things and it working. It's just like, yeah, I wasn't I didn't, about to I didn't, say what have... a triggered woke lib you. Yeah, are right. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad <laughs> we escaped. Crap. Goddamn it, he crossed a goddamn line, and there's <laughs> this country has goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> when I watch wrestling, there's a fucking line. Uh, you don't talk about a man's <laughs> yeah. family and you don't make up stories about Trump. Um. Yeah, the <laughs>
0: yeah. it was a fake story is what yeah. <laughs> this you this is
1: real. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so uh, interesting, interesting, interesting.
0: I'm sensing some people finding MJF's I'll say promos and like sort of way he builds feuds t- not to be wearing on them, but they're finding them maybe a little route a little like you predictable and uh maybe venturing in on the the mid as you pointed out so i think that'll be a little bit interesting to watch over the the next little while yeah sorry my mic's being a little wonky i'm just trying to there we go matt's in your head matt mic. is in my head <laughs> rent free <laughs> singing his beautiful songs which of course you can always play down there on the soundboard i always encourage you to do so great way to hear more of dynamite matt on the channel why well, Jin and you thought It was really well-delivered and more in-depth than the standard shit-talking. Danny Derosia, BJ motion wasn't necessary. I loved that. Cadenza is assuming it was off the cuff because they needed to fill time after the bunny injury. I don't know if that's the case or not, but definitely more impressive if it is one way or the other. Um, And, uh, yeah, there you go. Hmm. That was that's like
1: down closer to the to the minority there but uh not surprised not surprised.
0: No your your guy who doesn't mind saying what he thinks. Yeah, absolutely right. Even even if uh it's unpopular. You know in World War 2 anyway. Uh we move on <laughs> uh to the Garcia Garvara gauntlet triple G. You no know, I'm not talking about Kanati and Zooms. Don't be ridiculous. Uh <laughs> talking about the Garcia Garvara gauntlet here uh which we learned about last week where Ricky Starks Neither of us, I think, can still figure out why the hell he wants to fight Chris Jericho again. But to get the chance to do so, he has to go through this gauntlet where he has to beat uh, Angelo Parker, Matt Lee, Daniel Garcia, and then Sammy Guevara for a chance at Chris Jericho. Uh, We start the ring with Angelo Parker. They wrestle for about two minutes. Ricky Starks puts him away. Then Daddy Magic runs in, immediately gets rolled up. uh, And then we get into something resembling a real-ish match between Daniel Garcia and Ricky Starks. Um, I said God bless this crowd because I have no reason for investment here personally. I, I like Ricky Starks, maybe less a little bit than, than most people. Uh, I don't feel a lot of drive towards this feud. Uh, this crowd was so fucking into this match that like, uh, while it didn't connect with me there, there's no denying that this work this storyline is working for somebody that this crowd was really wanted ricky to beat up on these guys and get another shot at chris jericho zoops so they make sort of an interesting decision here to not give him such though chris jericho under a mask interrupts with the judas effect and has daniel garcia pin ricky
1: starks uh what do you think of this gauntlet and the, the choice to not have ricky win uh I guess that that's sort of a nice way to subvert it because you gave him the two easy wins, like he beats the he beats 2.0 in like a matter of seconds. Uh yeah, I it it all, I think I think our dryness on this compared to the crowd here is is due to the just like the origin. It isn't going to make sense to us like yeah, ever. That's right. right. Um it feels like slipping on a banana peel when you're suddenly feuding with the JS, you're just like, ah, oh, I trip into this and now I'm stuck here for like two, three months of just like, it feels like so unfortunate. Um, I, w- I would love to believe that like him not winning this sort of means that he's uh, been like, well, I didn't solve it. And like, yeah, away, we return
0: to this down the road
1: in the or... sand, but I'm, I get the feeling it's only going to drag out and we'll see a little more of it. Um, which again, as you said, like Ricky having no real reason to do it and having already seen him win, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be ravenous for. Tough. Tough scene. Or
0: really what Ricky is supposed to be ravenous for. The, the whole yeah. thing is a little confusing <laughs> more so it. when he comes action and Dreddy is nowhere to be seen. Like, the, the entire thing just feels, uh, I don't know. I'm just not that a, into it.
1: A little out of place. And the unfortunate, unfortunate little uh, banana peel for Rick. Uh, Zoops, you
0: mentioned this is Combat Sports a couple minutes ago, and this is a great time, I think, to plug. We've got something a little bit special over there on Patreon.com slash Less Than Jays. Will that be coming out Friday, do you think, Zoops?
1: Yeah, I'm going to get that out Friday, uh, hopefully in t- Hopefully, around the time of the weigh-ins. So if you're interested Oh, fantastic. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to do this. Uh, Zoobs was so kind to ask me behind his paywall. We're going to be previewing
0: this weekend's UFC card, headline Bazelar Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky for the UFC lightweight title. Uh, immensely excited to do some MMA content with you, Zoobs. Uh, that'll be coming out this Friday. So if you are UFC or MMA-inclined or a little curious about it, hearing some buzz around uh, the, the card this weekend, which is a legitimate super fight, uh, definitely check that out. Patreon.com slash less than J's. Uh, it's the Zoobs and I talking MMA this Friday. Very, very excited to do that.
1: If you want a taste, I think I'll put us just talking about the main event on the uh, on the main Less Than J's feed, and so I'll get, you, I'll get you just the main event talk. Just the number one versus number two pound-for-pound fighters in the world right now, going head-to-head. We'll talk about that match on the main feed, and there's a little, a little appetite if you want to see what the rest of the card's all about.
0: See what a what a gracious guy Zoobs is. If this is a wrestling brain piece of content, I'd be like, you can have the first thirty seconds, of sure. the, the episode on the free. No, like, you, put, you put you put, you put whole Duke shows can...
1: up. You put whole shows up on the on the podcast. Yeah, but months later. Sure.
0: You 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 get the you know and all, and you get the you know one episode, you know, and, yeah, and generally know. not the biggest star of the month either. For being honest, that's. Me all due respect to the people who've been on the free feed. <laughs> it's uh, the way she goes. But of course, if you do want taste of what's by my Patreon content, you can go check that out on the Wrestling Brain feed. Uh, Maddie named them Over the Paywall, which I think is a really, really fun thing on there. But definitely check that out.
1: We move the, on. Seventh Fence of pointing out Randy Brown. Uh, quick, quick plug to sort of know. Uh, Josh and I are in a fairly really exclusive UFC uh, fantasy league. And uh, his first overall pick, I guess my third overall pick in the main event of that one and i and i have jack della going up against randy brown uh which is like a i need basically need him to win that fight for me to have any sort of chance in that weight class
0: huge night for me saturday i have islam and josh emmett both your title fights on saturday uh huge. both favorite and underdog swap so uh anyway patreon.com slash less than jay's lots of great Zoobs content behind there jericho walks out hopefully this is over for now. Yeah. We go backstage where Renee is with the Acclaimed. And they have a segment here uh, basically to say that Billy is going to stay backstage. Uh, Daddy Ass will not be supporting the Acclaimed in their tag team title match in the main event tonight against the Gun Club. It would be a little unfair. It would be a little unfatherly. Zubz, Daddy Ass is sitting out this one. Not a ton to say on this, I imagine, but a uh, setup for our main event tonight. What, what do you think about giving the tag titles the main event to Dynamite? I think this is something you and I have called for for a while,
1: and it's maybe nice to see. Very neat, man. You got a lot of champions in this show this tonight, and a lot of huge matches, and and it, a real signal to me about like sort of a uh, um, a congratulations to uh, acclaimed sort of thing of like a, a looker. You guys earned being a, the main event on this enormous show. On paper, that like you got Takeshi and MJF on this show. You have you have Danielson against Roosh. You have the trios titles. Uh, you had a lot of you had a, and and you had a lot of big stuff on this show match wise, and given the main event um, instead of like the nine o'clock slot. I thought actually quite quite impressive and symbolic. I hate
0: to interrupt the show, but nothing moves business like pets. And Matt's got his beautiful dog, Stella, on his lap. Matty, can we get you on camera? Is that too much to ask right now? It's not possible, unfortunately. Oh, well. Matt's extremely cute dog. I can see. And you all can't. So uh, just just know that.
1: No kidding. Holy. How are we supposed to? T- we can see you. That's a real, That's the real problem.
0: Yeah. It's distracting. i such a cute little puppy on there. Hi, Stanley. <laughs> anyway, uh, Renee is backstage with Brian Danielson and the very injured Takeshita. Uh, MJF, what, drills the door closed? There's something to, that, that Brian can't get out of this door and presumably won't be able to make it to his match with Roosh. That is coming up. Brian is here helping Takeshta, Of course, not nowhere with the BCC, just here with his main guy, Takeshita, uh, again, who I did think, Makes a great baby face all bad like looking exhausted, bandaged up, like awesome visual of Takeshita here. Zoobs,
1: we're flying with the keep it or kickets tonight, if that's okay. Jeez, 52 minutes in, and we got two of them down. Let's do it. Second or third keep it or kickets tonight. Zoobs.
0: I think conventional thinking around these parts is that we want Eddie Kingston to be the one to first beat MJF for that title. Maybe even April 5th in Long Island is where that feud starts. We'll sh- see. But what about this, Zoobs? Uh-huh. This. Prompt this keep it or kick it, Maddie. Ready with the music? This statement Takeshita should be the one to pin MJF for the AEW world title. Get it face this time, kick, Maddie. you come on. The
1: Ooh-ee. what say the people and then what say the zoobs? starts off with good friend jake and i want to make note of this because it happens a couple times so let me keep and kick this feel pretty passionate about this one jake with five keeps uh so there's a keep uh kicks from niblets and danny DeRosha, then two keeps from scoots brodo i may have an a Wall of keeps from no clue what this is. Sam Fell's keeps it. Irish Mac keeps it. There's five straight keeps. So it's 6-2. But then kicks from Fast Dave 17, Torque Penderloin, Dennis Dirty Work, Corvax 1266, Cadenza, Trilly McGinnis, McVander Huge, Qui-Gon Janet, and Pace Fowl, and Hyatt's MRL and C-Sepa 55. So you're like, oh, kick, kick is up, or keep it up a little bit. And then kick just goes on like a 10. 10- a run. In a row, so I think I think that's 65, 35, so maybe 60, 40 in favor of the old kickeroo. People want, uh, people want it to not be Takeshita, I think I'm with you. I don't think it should be Takeshita.
0: Positioning Takeshita versus Eddie is something that uh, forces the DNA of the Brainiacs to separate, I think. Two of the absolute favorites around <laughs> these parts. A kick for you, though, Zoobs? Uh, not, not the guy to, to take it off of MJF?
1: CM Punk is taking it off f. <laughs> oh. Come on now, let's get let's deal with let's deal with the truth of the way things are.
2: I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was dancing. I was about to make a terrible joke there.
1: Keep a kick. Some for people can
0: guess what I was about to say. I suspect that you follow the wrestling news, but I did not. Uh, anyway. MJF. Keeper kick for you? Kick. Eddie. Uh, Eddie, I don't know. I feel like there's lots of people in that face. Takeshita is like your dead on what I want out of a TNT champion. Doesn't need to cut big promos. Doesn't need to have giant angles. Gets over by wrestling on television most weeks. Like Takeshita and Claudio are the two people who I feel like would benefit the most from that role. Maybe in the entire company. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, I, think, I don't think, it think it'll be
1: right now. As big of as big a Claudio fan as I am, I think Dekeshta it has to be the one to do it there. I think you you have to see what you have in this like untapped talent. Whereas much as I love Claudio, sure, yeah. much people are like, oh man, we gotta give Claudio the like somebody has to finally give Claudio the ball. It's like he's also not, you know, brand new with this. He's an he's, he's, a, he's a, <laughs> yeah. been around for a long time, right? He's forty-two years old. So I think you got to give that, give those pushes to to the cashers to of the world. That's sort of what we believe in in the company.
0: I think I agree. And now, Zoobs, it's time for a, a fan favorite segment, mm-hmm. or should we do the big announcement first? Big announcement or fan favorite segment?
1: Let's do the big announcement leading into the fan favorite segment because the big announcement, no better time than now, I find.
0: Zoobs, wow, that that's quite the one. This might be the highlight of the show. Are you afraid? What if we're never able to peek after this again, Zoobs?
1: Well, I think I think the big announcement will be, doesn't matter what we do next, big announcement's going to be the be-all, and all
0: Wrestling Brain Associate Bobby Burritos uh, put out a shirt today on Pro Wrestling Tees for the Outrunners. Uh, I think a tag team that has broken through this week and has been a favorite of many of our listeners, uh, as well as Zoobs and myself. Matt, are you also a uh, thumbs-up, uh, consider yourself a fan of the Outrunners?
2: i am merely the second youngest man or even third youngest man alive if as far as i'm concerned (laughs) you said it perfect my brother
0: uh we're very happy to announce that we will be joined by at a minimum truth magnum and a chance the both of them next wednesday on ae double dudes that's right an interview with the two of them, uh, we'll be talking a little bit about their careers, their AEW breakthrough, some of the overnight sensation feeling guys who've been grinding in OVW for years and now have this sort of quasi-viral moment, what living through that is like, uh, their goals, their aspirations, their dreams. If they like me or Zoobs better, we'll be talking about all that uh next week with them. Uh, really hope you'll come back for that. It's gonna be a special time here on the channel. And uh, I don't know, it just feels uh I don't know. It feels great, man.
1: I can't wait to talk. Wait, I can't wait to talk to Turb. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude,
0: Turb is going to be on here. Look at these zooms and the the four of us might have a you know, get <laughs> you know, the building hold us on the screen. You know.
1: Yeah. Uh, we should. Uh... <laughs> Be cautious with the things we have turned on on the stream. I think for a minute. A oh yes, yes. <laughs> so like, no one's to fucking listen to. them listen to what Matt's eating. Yeah. Sorry, man.
0: everyone. Sound alerts are off next week. Not a fucking chance. Not a chance. You imagine how to explain to these guys? They're doing their they're acting. Summer salad. Winter salad.
2: That's what I sound like. <laughs> Summer salad. There we go. Winter salad. I- I like the first one. Uh, it will be in a separate window where sound alerts will not be enabled.
0: Magnificent. Thank you, Maddie. Magnificent work. Uh, appreciate that. A huge amount. But uh going to be a big week for, or a big day for the channel. I think that's very exciting for all three of us here and uh, hopefully for you in the chat. So come on back for that. And uh, thank you, of course, to Bobby Burritos for the damn hookup. Uh, and uh, go check out that
1: shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, although I'm sure we'll give it the heavy plug next week. Zooms, this is exciting, isn't it? i'm speechless i'm almost speechless the youngest men alive the speedboat dream boats i i can't wait i can't wait i've been thinking about them all day so i might have to go get one of those
0: shirts printed and here's my promise to you Zubes, and to the brainiacs in the chat i'm going away this weekend friday saturday sunday well i'll be home sunday night monday and tuesday will be spent with me becoming nardwar for these guys' careers uh <laughs> but by the time wednesday arrives I will know so much about these guys that we'll be ready to give them the the interview they deserve and we'll make their time right. Uh, I'm going to be the living fucking authority on these guys by the time Wednesday rolls around next week. I'm going
1: to do the the opposite. I'm going to rewatch that one clip over and over again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But if you could say it verbatim it would be huge. I've already watched it
1: so many times that (laughs) it would be very easy for me to continue watching the one clip over and over. That sounds great to me.
0: I rarely see anything I like as much as Roosh versus Brian Danielson. Danielson's at the top of the hour on uh, tonight's episode of Dynamite.
1: Holy moly.
0: Uh, this is what it's all about. I don't even know what I have to say. Um, these two guys went out there. Roosh is, Roosh is Umaga 2.0, dude. Like, so If Roosh is just wrestling a match, or Naito, whoever you want to think in this lane, he's just wrestling a match. It's like, oh, this guy's good. He has like some star appeal. But if he wants to, like, go out there and get down, it's like, oh, my
2: God,
0: him and Brian tonight. I don't know if he was out there fighting for his life because Brian was belting him with everything. Uh, but this was a match that I just found from Go myself swept up in. This is the best of Brian Danielson to me. You can say a guy's got no balls. You can do the heavy chain wrestling opening, or you can go out there and prove that you are the strike and jujitsu master mixed with pro wrestling. Roosh more than a happy opponent to just belt him right back. I was swept away on this one, Zoobs. I think you set out the game, your your dynamite, match, easy dynamite match of the year, something like
1: that. It, it, it. I mean, it, it's. It's. I've, I've been very precious about this awarding for the. For the, the trying to be right. I've tried to keep it going every week and just sort of measure up the stick. And I, it's an easy. Not an easy, but it's a. It's a. It's a torch passing tonight. Yeah, this is my favorite match of the year so far that we've had on Dynamite. Um, Who's being usurped? It's. Uh, it was Mox versus Hangman Two, I believe, is what was uh, usurped there.
0: They had a good run.
1: Congrats Absolutely, I think, it was, I think it was the second week of the year. I think that was the second Dynamite of the year that happened on. So basically, rained for a month um yeah holy everything from the like the there's the rouge the the shotgun dropkick kick to the outside into the into the barricade early oh. on it was, like everything from there like absolutely cranked up um yeah holy
0: rouge it's wants so to funny sprint, dude
1: yeah it's so funny that we do the like uh and it's unfair that i'm doing it again but like the comparison to andrade is so is so obvious to make and it's just like that. People are always telling you about the other guy, and you're just like, man, Roosh is all those things, and is like doing it on television. Actually, instead of like being a figurative idea, like he literally is doing it. Though is the big difference between <laughs> those guys for me. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm thrilled, man. I I thought this was awesome. I thought uh, you know the the Danielson. Uh, Chase to MJF has been different than what he made the other guys like. They, not, not that there wasn't he didn't get the dream matches like you got a bunch of really great matches against the best um, talent on the roster that wasn't like tied up in the pictures already right. Takeshda, you got um, you know the match this week. You got you got a lot of Timothy Thatcher. You got like a lot of a lot of high profile great wrestlers. Um, for him to go through it wasn't they weren't thrown at him in the way that you know oh my god he had to fight nick gage or like you know what i mean they weren't thrown at him from mjf and was just trying to find guys on the roster he could pay off um but i thought this was a great cap to it and sort of like a great look going into the pay-per-view and i thought um a, a, a nice way to show the built-up damage that he takes over the course of the you know the the, the plot was so obviously and blatantly to hurt his arm and like his, the the bandages accumulated and they, they they were more and more every time. And then the last match of the thing, like he really has to empty the tank to get through it. Right. Like everything gets thrown at him. He's bloodied. His shoulder hurts. Uh, The guy is sprinting at him. As you say, with the only objective is to hurt you. Uh, I thought they hit all those notes and more. I thought it really did end up um, the, the small addition of the stakes of the, of the, Few that it's going into really did help um with an already great match completely agree it's so
0: nice having like built-in stakes again nothing can really buy roosh as a winner we know brian is going to wrestle ultimately mjf at revolution but sometimes you really just are enjoying matches good enough that it can supersede that i'm certain brian's going to win when he is just bleed and battered and roosh is head butting him no hand on forehead good style uh immense respect to both these guys for giving their all for this crowd who deserved it like i i don't know without the super hotness of this crowd going there if you get brian and roosh to this level tonight but this crowd who was chanting in spanish for brian i think that's why they had mjf come out first to have roosh just to make sure the crowd was going to staunchly be against roosh even though that there is the spanish connection in this largely uh, spanish-speaking crowd but they're doing C for Daniel Bryan on the strikes and no for uh, uh, Roosh. It's just outstanding. This crowd is fire and these guys are obviously brought to life by it as they battle out in the center. Bryan's covered in blood, a million cool visuals on the ground of blood dripping onto Roosh, lap- slipping on onto LaBelle, locking his hand, sliding up over it. Just fantastic stuff all over this match. My Dynamite match match the year too with certainty. The, the only thing that could sort of compete is Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal for me. Um, Sure, sure. That's what I currently have penciled in there, but I was swept away by this. There's always that thing where it's like, this match didn't hit me there though, you know? It got me everywhere here and not not quite there. And uh, yeah, Mark and Jay Lethal's going to have a hard time in terms of dynamite matches and where that actually shakes out. But yeah, unbelievable, dude. This wasn't on TV before AEW. It just wasn't. No matter what people, oh, the WCW cruiserweights. It wasn't like this player, I promise you. Not on television.
1: Yeah, nothing's been like this on television, ever, really.
0: Nothing in history has been this good on television. The Sopranos? Tony, have a seat, big brother. Roosh and Brian <laughs> Danielson are here. Go talk to Melfi <laughs> again, dude. We're we're good. We, we got Brian Danielson sopping blood onto the mat as Roosh just kicks him in the body as hard as he can. I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry, Walter White, you know? Yeah. Apologies to the guy from The Shield. michael chiklis
2: there you go
1: <laughs>
0: tony shivani's backstage with the impractical jokers who i found out i'm the only guy on planet earth who likes everyone hates the impractical jokers i don't, well, know, do any about... the jokers?
1: I don't know anything about them sadly
0: they're, they're just kind of funny guys they're uh, my right. only
1: thing was like how is it a practical joke to steal his bat it doesn't, that's, that's not a practical that's not a well, practical no, it's an joke. impractical joke no fact yeah true is it impract- it's ah, true to form. Never mind. Yeah, I'm with it. I get it. They're money I immediately is. get it.
0: Oh, right. That is impractical. <laughs> an impractical joke once again. Matt-, Matt, do you have a take on uh, the Jokers?
2: Uh, they just seem like the biggest schmucks in the world.
0: But in like a cool, how did they get famous way? The everyman.
2: Uh, no, like like uh, negatively.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, but in like a
0: positive way.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a positive way, but like in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a negative way, it was positive.
0: Like you don't like them.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. I do yeah. not like them.
0: And yeah. to you, <laughs> they come across as as how?
1: Schmucks. Oh, yeah, you say schmucks. Okay, okay.
2: Um, like the movie.
1: Oh, love with dinner. Yeah, sure. No, it's like,
0: the Joker seemed like they would be miserable to have to spend time with. We're
1: always doing impractical jokes, stealing your bat and whatnot. Listen, the Joker's have given a lot
0: of time to wrestlers, man. On True TV, that's a big platform. And, and that <laughs> them that
1: much because <laughs> I, don't know of any instances that that happened. I'm sure it did, but well, let me tell you, Chris Jericho is about to hit new heights. He's gonna no going to go from the
0: Joker's to finally, he's going to be on uh, uh, Jimbo Kimbo, uh, one and two punch.
1: Anyway, I'm not going to talk through this segment. Nobody likes them. So. Just like. you could you, you're the person that could try to some light on what's going on here because.
0: Well, their show's been picked up by TBS because it's a ratings fucking juggernaut. And uh, so they've stolen Chris Jericho's bat. and presume that'll pay off on the show tomorrow with Jericho beating the fuck out of Merv with that bat for real.
1: Yeah. OK, so that's so that's a show.
0: Maybe in a grocery store. even they love they love disasters going on in the grocery store. Yeah.
1: Right for coming, they're trying to
0: pickpocket people at the grocery store. It's unbelievable, or put you, you, straws you get, in people's pockets, their front pockets. Putting plastic straws, you get beat oh, up. Oh, yeah, these guys get beat up. No, it's so clear. None of you were ever 20, just like smoking weed, watching Joker's marathons, man. With the charm,
1: weirdly, no, <laughs> no if, you, we, I would have been there. If it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have, brother. That's that's for sure true. Oh God! Speak. Okay, I don't want to talk about this next thing. As the trios titles are on the line, it's the Elite with uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, they're here to face Top Flight and uh, Alexander Ruggery Dragas Fox. Um, know what that stands for? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Darius is worse than everyone in this match. Sixth best, we say these parts. Ar and Kenny, you know that was all right. Anyway, anything you got? Anyone here? to? Anything on this? Boy, one?
1: that see that's a, you say you say so much by saying nothing at all here.
0: All I have to say is complain. I mean, I just not. Maybe I'm sour from brawl out. Maybe I'm just fatigued by the style.
1: But they've I, been on. They've been on recently, and you've enjoyed the work. Like you were not. You were you were probably higher on the on the best in seven than I was. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised myself by that. Uh, I think Dante Martin.
0: Uh, and these guys in particular with the the bucks just create like a very jump around jump around and like one one of, one of these kind of matches are just jumping around and it's like i don't even i don't know who the legal man is here no one really looks it doesn't feel very competitive darius seems to be a step behind to such a degree that kenny omega is like hesitant
1: before his moves with him not not my kind of thing um I sort of felt vibed that it was like this. Feels like it's in a tough spot after the match that we just saw. It's like this feels like stylistically back to back. They it doomed at least the first ten. How long is this fucking match? Fifteen minutes. Like the 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 first ten minutes, I thought were like doomed by that. And I was like, they seem to be uh having to put in quite a bit to overcome uh following that Danielson match. I felt. Yeah. What? What? Whatever spectrum, whatever ends the spectrum you want to name um,
2: <clears> them. <throat>
0: These guys sort of exist, those matches exist rather at opposite ends of the spectrum. I might name the spectrum good and bad, but but everyone can. No, I didn't think I by no means did I think there's a bad match for the record. <sighs> I, I yeah. just found it very tough to be gripped by it after, like you said, zooms this wonderful, physical, competitive, beast and out match. And then it's like, oh, look, you know, Dante's leaping over everything. Look at this guy.
1: Um, I made me think, like, man, da- Darius. Should not be on this. So AR Fox and Dante should be a team. That's there's a tag. Team.
0: Yeah, th- there you go. Or maybe this could just be an AR and Kenny singles match. How about that? Yeah, no kidding. Um, but anyway, you know, it was all right. It wasn't like it was just, yeah, you know, whatever. It's like Kenny Omega's back, man. It sucks. It's, Omega Osprey feels like a lifetime ago now. He's just here. I don't know. I can't wait till he gets back to Japan. I guess, I guess that's what I'm saying.
1: I like his hair tonight yeah <laughs> i did yeah he, he looked he had more yeah, gray and no, it. it looked it's uh, a great it's a great look when he when he had the gray it's a great look and interesting interesting you know very I'm of course I, exactly right i was you know we are each in our lanes um yeah i think uh i think I'm with you that not maybe not to the level that you are but i was also like com, i could complete forgettable like i sort of immediately for so some, sometimes it's the the biggest weakness and the greatest strength of the Bucks can be like these matches they do so many times so many ways with so many spots that like it can hit fifth gear and you're like damn they've done it all but like sometimes when they don't hit fifth gear you're like i just completely is just happening in front of me <laughs> i yeah, am sitting in front of it
0: they're amazing like they can do that stuff better than anyone but it, it really is the Shawn michaels brett thing right like there's there's just a high end to one of the styles that doesn't uh it needs contrast. It, it needs the other one pulling them into that that gravity a little bit for me. Um, Sam Fell saying, I liked it a lot, but definitely want to Fox uh, Kenny singles match. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, everyone, I never thought I'd be in- disinterested in a match with Kenny Omega, yet here we are. Yeah, r- rough. So, if I'd like to take this opportunity, if you don't mind, after all that positivity, to plug my Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash J0SHC. $5 a month. Gets you into my Discord where all the best wrestling discourse on earth is going down day in, day out, Monday to Friday, nine to five, Saturday, Sunday, midnight to midnight. It's going down. On top of that, you get the back catalog to all of my solo wrestling brain episodes 75 episodes of My Heart into Microphone. And then launching Monday, actually, a bunch coming out the right. Launching Monday, maybe my favorite series I've ever done behind there, Shootopia. It's guests and I listening to clips of shoot interviews. And reviewing them, discourse about them. It launches on Monday with Rob Russo and I breaking down a Kevin Nash shoot interview. Uh, if that doesn't wet the lips, we've got Dylan Gott the week after listening to Jim Cornette. Two more wow. weeks after that is J Zero Hour, the third Friday in February, my late night stream after Rampage. So much in February. Patreon.com slash J Zero SHC. Get on in there. Shootopia, J Zero Hour, and the Discord. What a must. And the final plug for the evening. You know how the music is on this
1: channel. You know, Zoops, how, how great is it? I would say it's one of the top three parts.
0: I, I completely agree. It would it, go, uh, anyway. Well, maybe if, I'll, I'll well, if you do not need a rank
1: on yeah yeah
0: uh the music and sounds really have elevated this show and uh matt can do that for your project if you reach out to at mr matty pie on twitter m-a-t-t-y-p-i-e he can elevate you like he has elevated us sounds music voiceovers themes anything you need matty can do
1: put his feet on a cake for you if you if you pay him enough well how much does that cost $2. It's not listed, I'll tell you that much.
2: <laughs> if you gotta ask, you have to ask, can't afford it.
1: Yeah, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> uh, reach out to Matt. Uh, some price. of you
0: have, and I've heard some of the results of it. And Matt's been uh, grinding, and the results are phenomenal. So uh, definitely check out at Mr. Matty Pie for all of your audio needs. Good friend Jake saying Shootopia sounds often. Thank you, Jake. I hope I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I it's been it's been a blast to do. I, I'm very proud of it. So we move on. To a hook video. Uh oh, yeah. he's just sort of doing stuff backstage. Not done to say, except he's wearing like uh shorts that look like the Punisher on the front. I thought he looked awesome. Here. I don't mind it here. Matt was eating earlier. Summer salad.
1: Pasta. It looked like a winter salad to me.
0: Bolognese. You could have a song of this caliber Long on salad. your channel.
1: Thank you for the preview, Scootsman.
2: Cob, cornstarch, corn
0: nuts. All right, everybody ready? Let's sing the corn. Applejacks,
2: cheeseburger, everybody. Linguine, beef
0: bourguignon. Tofu, <laughs> beef bourguignon. I think I've always talked over that salad,
2: one. Pizza. <laughs> what. You, you eat what Matthew eating? eating carrots. What? <laughs> carrots?
0: Carrot cake.
1: He runs out of them here and then starts.
0: Yeah, he, every word he comes up with gets stretched into three Food foods. Salad. I know this verse. This is usually the part I go. This is still Soul going salad.
2: on. Winter salad. <laughs> Fall salad. <laughs> it's such a funny Meat bit. Loaf. <laughs> delicious apple (laughs) apple? lady apple Apple (laughs) applesauce apple jacks what's matthew
1: eating uh what a brilliant brilliant man
0: your show would beg for something this good
2: welcome everyone to the uh everyone's favorite segment all right uh, i always forget with the (laughs) With the shortest theme song. I know I've been working on another one that's a little bit longer, but we'll just have to deal with this for now. Uh, Now, this is going to be a little bit different because I just finished my uh, dinner. Uh, It was absolutely delicious. And it was an item of food that I brought, uh, that I actually made uh, in the cabin. And it's a pasta dish. So if you had to guess what the number one pasta dish to eat in a cabin would be, what would that be? Because that Matt,
0: could you do an impression of the bite into the microphone, please?
1: <laughs> at least what it sounded like. Mm. I ask that. I'm gonna go with noodles. It is a pasta. I, dish. I know what it is, is.
0: I was at this cabin, so yeah, I, I can't this play this.
1: Is... I don't <laughs> even know. Uh, fantastic. All me. sings
0: what's Matthew <laughs> to his cat sometimes.
1: Goulash. <laughs> okay, it's a pasta. Can you dish. sing, could you sing all the pastas? <laughs> Scampolini. Scampolini? (laughs) Macaroni. Uh, I feel like you did. Fettuccine. You ate
2: fettuccine. We got a fettuccine. We got goulash. We got spaghetti. The answer was lasagna. That's right. Lasagna at a cabin. Nothing. Just a a match made in heaven.
0: We'll talk about this in the post show show, but I I just want to let everybody know. However good of a cook your best friend is, he doesn't touch Matt. Matt is such a phenomenal cook, and I, anyway, we'll talk about it in the post show. But this lasagna damn near changed my bum life.
2: Oh, it was really good leftovers. Oh. I had a good time. I I I had uh, a little side salad with it
1: too for dinner. Oof. so winter salad not too far off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> winter
0: salad is lasagna. I fully support this day. but not like a diehard as a Christmas movie way. Yeah, yeah. In just like a normal way.
1: Yeah, it that's really annoying to me too, don't worry. Yeah, I know. that's why that I just want to salad. make sure
0: that you wouldn't read me as making that sort of,
2: you know. Because I personally would never. Yeah. Okay, play
0: Thank us you, out. <laughs> you son <laughs> of a gun, don't you dare. <laughs> uh, we go backstage. Stokely Hathaway. Zoops, this is actually nice. Uh, we, I'll, I'll joke on AAW for missing this sort of stuff sometimes. I feel like I've been asking, what is going on with the firm for a while. And legitimately, here's Stokely explaining the answer to that question. He says, The firm's all good. They're all back at the hotel right now. Uh they're they're all hanging out. Uh, hook comes up, does a single arm on uh what do you call that? Okay, like an underhook I don't know where you trapped the forearm. I don't really know what you would call it. I'm sure a judoka could tell you what that that is. Uh, but he puts him in a standing hold of pain, and Stokely says, Okay, okay, ow, let me go. He sends people to go get medical, and I think we're going to continue uh, Hook versus The Firm. He has a win over Big Bill and Lee Moriarty as tag, but that still leaves Ego Page. I don't know if the guns are still part of it, but it was at least nice to see this addressed, uh, I feel like.
1: Yeah, a chance for, him, chance for Hook to, to continue to sort of take on people for a reason. He's a little vigilante running around back there in his little shorts. Uh, yeah. He was running around was in those little shorts. In little shorts. Yeah, I think it, it's good that he's he sort of like the... Not like a bully, but like he's a you know, he's back there looking to be run a foul, love. That's a good stomping way. Stomping around, that. stomping around with his hood up,
0: grumbling to himself. Um, we're, we're, we're not that we need to super expand on this, but I'm still pretty into Hook. I just want to make it clear, like I I still get excited uh, at the thought of him engaging with these
1: people. Yeah, I want to see him in the ring doing doing stuff. Like I think they continue to watch the the progression and having him have fights for reasons only going to help. So I think uh, anything that's That gets him involved, I'm into. And now it's time
0: for the main event. Here it is the tag team titles on the line. The Guns taking on the Acclaimed without Daddy Ass at ringside. Uh, Let's jump to the end. The Guns win via a belt shot. Uh, Big title change here, Zoobs. I think we both said it would happen on the show last week. um, The TV title change. How did you feel with it playing out before we talk about like the quality of the match? When you saw the guns get the pin, how did you feel?
1: I I was sort of like uh, it was a pleasant pleasant surprise. I was like, yay, good for the, our guns. I did think they missed a moment late in this match when they when they hit when they finally like you know the, Billy goes to hold uh, one of the acclaimed up and then reveals that he was going to stop the belt shot and then he gets blindsided by his other son on the other side i really feel like there was an opportunity for a really big moment there and like the almost like the over-the-top new york moment where they either yell at him or they like make a show of it and they just sort of stood there and stared at him and i was like oh, that was, that's the big crux moment for your you hit your dad in the yeah. face with a belt on purpose like after he was just trying to show you that you don't win that way like you had this big moment and i was like ah that's that's where i think um the guns still have the developing to do. It sort of recognize that like you don't you have like a five to ten second window there to really sell how big that moment is to you. And they didn't really do it. Um I totally agree. I,
0: I did think product. Billy Gunn was going to go the other way. That was the part of the match I got wrong as I thought he would support the guns uh in the win. But I did think that, that moment, maybe I don't know crowd was also expecting that whatever it was it just didn't really have the resonance at that, that moment i mean you're literally you're attacking your father it's your father for god's sake Father,
1: for god's sakes
0: somebody get help this is your father it's your father for god's sakes <laughs> somebody do something <laughs> this is your father okay um, <laughs> you got <the> um <laughs> uh, i just want to put it out there um i think that the guns are largely just holding this josh father,
2: what are the chances that that happens right after you just said that that is crazy
1: <laughs> great yeah. timing as always in the brainiacs
2: thank you scoots scoots man um
1: I, th- I really think that the
0: guns are just picking this up to put a loop on the FTR feud that they started and FTR going to return and get the AEW world tag team titles. And then hopefully the bucks lose the trios titles. And then they're back in the scene. Then the bucks can lose to FTR and go to NXT 2.0 and wrestle Jimbo and Botswana and uh, Rex
1: and the, the, the gun brothers. And, and it's going to be good. We're moving into the outrunners era. So none of that yeah. is going to matter. Em- months you know, none of it's gonna matter
0: cleaning house yeah we, we got our forever champs we, we found okada <laughs> we we got him